Plus, I've run up those steps to the art museum. It's a lot they, of steps, dude. They do not make it look as tall as it is in the movie. No, it's like, brutal. It, it is a hoof and a half to get up there. Yeah, when he sprints at the end of that Whoa. montage, I'm like, fuck you. Welcome to the What's Up Everybody podcast. We fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Hey, yo, Adrian. Better red than dead. <laughs> and Alec Burgess. Let's get it. <laughs> so glad you didn't do that, Alec. I thought you were. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Be a lot of uh-ohs to start. Um, welcome. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead, hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification buttons. Uh, tell a friend about us. Tell some family members about us. Tell a boxer about us. Uh, we used to have a boxer on the podcast for a long time. So we are uniquely qualified to entertain them. I think maybe, I don't know, whatever. Um, if you couldn't tell by Matson's in, intro there, we are continuing with our AFI top 100 uh, movies. We love from that list voted on by our Patreon members. Uh, Rocky, the original Rocky one uh, was released December 3rd, 1976. It was written by Sylvester Stallone. Directed by John G. Alvidson, stars Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burt Young, Carl Weathers, Burgess Meredith, Thayer David, Joe Spinell, Jimmy Gambina, and Bill Baldwin. It's about a small-time Philadelphia boxer gets a supremely rare chance to fight the world heavyweight champion in a bout in which he strives to go the distance for his self-respect. Uh, yeah, what a good movie. This one's uh. I, you know, look, this was my choice, but as I picked Silence of the Lambs and we had some other heavy topics movies that we've covered already this month, I was like, we need some happier shit. So my other two picks, this one and the one next week were the ones that I was like, okay, these will make me feel better about life. But this one, I always forget how, like, I think about Rocky and I think about the Rocky franchise, right? Like, and barring Rocky five, the rest of these movies are all really good in their own way it was a dumpster fire um but like this one is not as light-hearted as the rest like this one's kind of heavy for a good portion of it and i think that's one of the things that i like the most about it is it's like this you know the the little guy gets a chance but it i love that it doesn't turn out the way that every little guy gets a chance movie does right and so but I think this is one that's really odd for me because I don't think about Sylvester Stallone and go, this is a, a screenwriter and this is a phenomenal actor. And I, but this movie kind of proves that wrong. Like, and I obviously look, he wrote it and he wrote it for himself to play it, understanding himself and knowing and he did the same with Rambo first blood, right? Like he wrote those understanding who he is which is why there's not a lot of dialogue for him in Rambo, which is why in this one, he kind of plays a knuckleheaded dimwitted dude because it fits who he is. Now look, Sylvester Sloan's not stupid. Like if you've ever listened to interviews with Sylvester Sloan, he's very smart, but he plays dumb really well. And so, and quiet and, you know, thoughtful and that kind of thing very well, especially this time in his career. So it works watching this movie and Alec and I had a quick conversation before Max was able to join, but like it's, it just, he's kind of dumb in this movie and it works so well. 
and him and Burgess Meredith and Talia Shire and even Burt Young to a, a, a degree, like those four, man, they're really good together in this film. I, I think the acting sticks out, which is not what I think about in most Rocky films, right? <laughs> but in this one, it does, at least for me. Yeah, I think that might have to do something with the fact that this is not necessarily a boxing movie where no. the rest of them are. This is the, you know, the Rocky story that ends with a boxing match. And yeah. then now that sets the tone. So this is like the prequel backstory type of a thing. So we get a lot more of that kind of down to earth scenes where we have these real moments that you're looking at like, oh, yeah, I've done that. Or, you know, I, I heard about someone who's gone through that shit. Or, yeah, I can relate there. I can see it. Um, and so you have these kind of really relatable moments. And we talked about this a little bit, JJ. I think the premise for this movie is stupid. Oh, yeah. But it works. <laughs> and it works extremely well. Um, Tell us why you think it's stupid, Alec. <laughs> okay, some nobody gets a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship in pugilism. Like, no, never. And they're definitely not picking someone from Philadelphia. <laughs> or someone named the Italian Stallion. Yeah, like this This isn't ever going to happen. It's such a stupid premise for a movie, but it's almost like, I, JJ, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's so stupid that it's good. Yeah. Like it, it should not make any sense. It should be a terrible movie, and yet somehow it's one of the greatest ones ever made. Mm -hmm. uh, plus I've run up those steps to the art museum it's a lot but of fucking steps dude they do not make it look as tall as it is in the movie no it's like, brutal it, it is a hoof and a half to get up there yeah when he sprints at the end of that montage I'm like fuck you like I run one of those up, motorized like I haven't even run up them I, when I was a young man in shape I've walked up those and I thought I was gonna die like it's a lot of fucking steps dude y'all are soft <laughs> Come on. No, there's you a ever lot been of there. Yes, I've been oh, okay. there. I was gonna say I've been there actually a couple times. Yeah. Um, I want to say I, I I dare say on one of our podcasts, I probably said this, or maybe I, at least I'm sure I've talked to Alec and JJ separately. There's few movies, but fewer characters that if you were a kid growing up in Philadelphia and you go up this step, you would think you'd think Sylvester Stallone's character, you're talking about Rock, you think he's real. Like, you would literally think he did what he did. Like, that's how ingrained this movie is in the city of Philadelphia and just in, like, pop cinema. Like, you literally, like, he's like, Rocky's on stat on par with, like, Santa Claus. Like, no joke. And then another individual that's played a character like that is, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger with Terminator, for instance. Like, you could literally think, like, Terminator is Arnold and same thing for Rocky and that to me and maybe there's one or two of the people that should fit and if there is some of you guys like I guess like um, Harrison Ford with Indiana Jones but it doesn't have the same feel like to me like Arnold and in Rocky um, for instance like I don't know if there's anyone else that is on par with those two when I think of that like they are inseparable like they're so, I mean, there's a literal stat. There ain't a statue of the Terminator, but there is of Rocky in the city. And you'd think it happened. Yeah, That's how crazy it is. And I like it's hard to think of a movie that is so transcendent 
and so tells the story of what a city believes in themselves that has come out on screen in the way that it did. And for that, like Rocky has such staying power and believability in that fact, because it tricks you to think that this, I mean, I could, if someone that hadn't seen it and I had them all day, probably would ask it like, Hey, was this based off a true story? And if they put that on, you'd be like, damn straight it was, but clearly it wasn't totally fabricated, absolutely outlandish. But man, they do a good job making you feel it because of the deep rooted story of the, as Alex said, it's not a boxing movie. It's a story of life that ended with a few punches thrown in a ring. And I just think that's an amazing story that's told. And that's why I think it's so beloved because it just feels so real, but it isn't. It's a magic yeah. trick done through millions of eyes and it works every time. Yeah. And I think I told you this, Alec, earlier. I, I think it's it's relatable on a level, even though I'm not a boxer, like, but we've all been through some shit, right? And we've all had some places in our lives where like, I want this for myself, but it's not working, right? And And then what would that feel like to have just this thing fall in your lap and you're like, fuck, I want to make the most of it. And then there's like this level of trepidation. Well, there's a reason I haven't gotten this opportunity before. Now I've had people like, you know, that I wanted to mentor me that weren't willing to do so for what, and then you start that self doubt creeps in, but then you find a way to do something. So I think it's so relatable because we all kind of want to be Rocky in a certain way, like maybe not a boxer, but whatever it is that our passion is, we'd love to do that and find that. And, but most of us may or may not get that opportunity in the same, obviously not in the same way, but I think those emotions, and I think that's why there's certain scenes in this movie that really get me like where I can rewatch them anytime. One of them. And I think this standout in one of my favorite scenes period. in in all of movies is this movie between Rocky and, and I, I, all I think of is Burgess Meredith. I can never like, but when he's, when he's talking to Mickey, in his apartment, Mickey comes over kind of tail between his legs, but not willing to say, you know, I fucked up. I should have been training. You You got this opportunity. Now I want to be your manager. And Rocky's like, dude, I've been coming to you for 10 years. Like you told me, no, you took away my locker. So there's this level of sadness and frustration and then anger. Like I love that whole scene. And not, I mean, a big piece of it is Burgess Meredith's ability to act. Like when he, like he just is rambling, trying to win Rocky over, talking about I used to do this and I did this and and then you know Rocky disappears into the bathroom to get rid of him and he put 73 years old like I don't have anything to show for what I've done I need you to be it and then he just turns around and walks away and then Rocky loses his shit but then ultimately they come together because they realize they need each other like I just think that is so poetic and it's such a well-written well-acted scene like I could watch that scene over and over again. Like I look forward to that scene every time I watch this movie. My scene that I look forward to, that's how winning's done. That speech. Mm. I mean, you talk about Sylvester still not being the the best writer or the best actor, but man, he hit gold like that. I've been in gyms where they take part of that, that phrase. And then they they have them with like the, the iconic Rocky fist. And for me, there's times in my life where I'll just watch that that speech and just get like, just feeling good. And I'm not one to get too low or, or too high in life, but I've actually sent most of that speech or parts of that speech to people in my life and use that as like, Hey, watch this. You need to pick me up. Like this will get you there. This will get you going. 
Um, and again, that's just like, that's it from a movie that means nothing, but then can mean everything. Cause what's said in that, I mean, it, those are true words because life does beat you down. It's like out was talking about this movie is a story about life that comes out through boxing and it's just the sense of perseverance. And I think the common thread that everyone can relate to is whether you're super rich or super poor, at some point you're going to go through something And this movie does the best job of telling what those emotions feel like. Yeah. What's your scene, Alec? We thought, yeah, this turned into a weird segment, but I yeah. like it. I was unprepared for this segment, but <laughs> I either got to go training montage because I love a good training montage yeah. or kind of the publicity that Rocky gets, hmm. um, you know, where it's like, oh, you know, this guy, they try and build him up as like this, uh, you know, beaten down hero type of thing in the media. And he kind of throws it back at him. Yeah. It's like, you know, he, he stays himself, right? Um, to he's not playing into anything and he kind of just sticks to his guns and stays rocky, right? Um, and I always like that because that is something that I feel like is probably towing that line of unrealistic <laughs> because most people would totally buy into it, right? And then it's it, I think it makes that ending where you lose a lot worse if you kind of like you know built yourself up a little bit, got that ego, but. For him, it was never really about winning, right? It was showing him that he deserved, it was showing people that he deserved a spot at the table. Um, you know, winning would be a bonus, but it's for Rocky, his entire goal is, you know, I belong up with the best. I can be one of the best. Um, and so that's why you get this kind of great moment with the Adrian. <laughs> um, and so I, I think I like the fact that he kind of sticks to himself when the media and everybody's trying to give him that, you know, time in the limelight yeah i like too the fact that like for him like when it first happens and they ask him like it almost becomes like this joke of him being able to like win over adrian like he's like how'd you like see hearing your name on tv <laughs> like that's the shit that he's using this for is like to impress a girl it's like mm. one chance he's got to do that right and then like uh, but I think that's why, to your point, like most people would fall for that level of fame. You're like, oh, soak it in, become. But this guy is just so simple that he's like, this isn't going to last. Like in his mind, it's never going to last. And especially at that early K point where he's like, dude, he's going to beat my face in. Like, I'm going to lose. This is silly. I just want my 150 grand and I want that shot. But I, I love the fact that he uses like these just silly things to get what's important to him right like that's it's all about what's important to rocky and what he wants and i think a lot of us would be better off in life if we thought that way to a degree like obviously rocky's a simple dude but at the same time like take care of people that need taken care of do what you got to do to get through life but also realize that when great things happen to you, just let them happen to you and get what you need out of them and, and do what you want to do. It doesn't have to become more than what it is. Right. And I think that's, I don't know, maybe that's me being oversimplistic about it, but I like the idea that it's not, he doesn't lose himself kind of to your point. I, I think that's great. And a good, good call out. All right. I'm bringing back our, uh, our trivia segment here. Yes. I got distracted. Um, so what, what do we think the budget was for this movie? It was pretty decent. I think 125,000. Okay. I'm going to say 750,000. 
you were both wrong. Mm. It was one just over one million, which ironically enough was quite low according to the time frame when this movie was shot. Sure. Um, this movie was shot in 28 days, which that seems shocking to me. Like that's short yeah. for what I what I thought it would be. Um, let's see another fun one that I can give us. While I'm thinking of another trivia question, the scene where he runs up the Philadelphia Museum of Art was done in one take. One take. Like, that's hard to do, I feel like. Um, we didn't want to run up those stairs again. Because there's no. a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them. Let's see here. Well, and they got a weird angle to them, too. Like, it's not yeah, like... They, it was, it's not like they, a normal they, flight of stairs. No, like the camera it, doesn't do it justice, either. It's a lot weird. higher than that. And, yeah, those... They're, they're like uneven steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry, Matt. <laughs> No, I'm trying to think what else. Um, not not a trivia question per se, but the reason they, they show him punching those slabs of meat, they couldn't have, obviously their their budget was at a ton, but it was more than they thought. But they didn't have enough money for a choreographer, so they had to get creative on. Hey, let's. I, I mean, I would have loved to have been a part of that conversation. But like, let's just let's just put him in front of us some meat and just let him go to work. Like, just like yeah. beat the shiz out of this. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. There's there's nothing else good in turn. Oh, last one. How many days did it take Stallone to write the script for Rocky? Ooh, I'm gonna say six days. Three, three and a half. Wow. And last last trivia question. Which he was inspired by a boxing match. One of the boxers you'd never guess, but the other one is an extremely famous boxer that he was watching uh, that influenced why he wanted to write this movie. Do we know who that boxer was? George Foreman? Not a bad guess. You're close. Alec, can uh, you get it? <laughs> Muhammad Ali. We are correct. Nice. Yes, sir. And last thing I'll end on, the name Rocky comes from a boxer named Rocky Marciano, uh, Marciano that was undefeated. Yeah. I used to have a t-shirt with, like my dad was a huge Rocky Marciano fan. Hmm. I, have, I used to have a t-shirt with Rocky Marciano on it. I had no idea who he was, but it was a cool T-shirt. Um, yeah. So do you know the story, Matson, about like how why he wrote this? Because like he was trying to get, he was trying to be an actor, and he couldn't get work, and so he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna write it my own shit." And he wrote this for himself, and then he tried to sell it. Nobody, everybody wanted to buy it, but they wouldn't let him play it, and that was one of his rules. And so finally, this studio let him do it, and fucking, it's a good thing they did. Oscar winner shit, AFI top 100. Come on now. One of the greatest franchise. It's it's huge. Only one real misstep in the midst of well, it started off the nine movies now. Yeah, nine movies uh, with uh, Creed with the Creed 2023. But it started off the the turf war between him and Arnold, basically. Without this movie, there would have been no 1980s. yeah. action hero turf war which i just watched a documentary on arnold talking about him and stallone and technically I, I, arnold was the higher grossing actor but it was it was fun to hear they brought stallone on to talk about a little bit too just really interesting time because their physiques and their actor style like they're not we already know they're not the best actors they're certainly not they're just they're the more like the Connor reeves category but it just played so well to their physique and it just skyrocketed and to think if this didn't go well, that Rambo 
and all the Rocky movies and some other of the movies I know Stone and I should be able to mention, like it would never have happened. And like to think that wouldn't have happened, maybe even Arnold wouldn't have happened if that were the case. Like you, just crazy to think like those these little things could have changed the shaping of cinema as we know it. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, and I, you know, I look, I've poo-pooed on Sly almost my whole life about not being a great actor, but there are moments and this movie has a lot of moments where he's really good at what he does. Like, and, and, you know, not the least of which is like, I think one of the great scenes too, in this one is the skating rink, like where he's running around this rink, talking about bad ankles and like talking about all his fights with this shy girl, trying to get her to open up. And like, it's just so down to earth and normal and he plays it so funny that you just can't help but go man this guy's so cool and so again like i the fact that he wrote for himself and knew where his strengths were and like what was going to work for him and still had the the wherewithal to write a good movie like it's crazy to me and it's it's impressive and i also think of rambo we mentioned rambo he wrote rambo as well and i didn't i had no idea he did i didn't know that yeah, and like the final, I don't, I don't know how much you guys have watched Rainbow. It's one of my favorites up there too. And I, like that final scene when he's in a First Blood, where he's in that that uh, sporting goods store, and the general or the colonel comes in, and he starts like having the flashbacks and like the the PTSD is really coming through. And he's talking about like his fellow soldiers and thinking how it's never over, and like fuck, dude, like that is one of those scenes where I'm like this is another masterclass in acting because I believe him. And I think part of that comes from the genius of writing that he probably has 25 lines in the whole movie up until that point. And so you don't have to be like, Jesus guy can't really act like, but you get to that point and you're like, fuck, I believe everything he's doing right now. So I think while Stallone, I think he also suffered from like some shitty movie choices, like, mama whatever like what was the one where he was the cop and his mom helped him solve the case or stop or my mom will shoot like come on like i i but if you look at some of his more serious movies and even some recently like when he wrote because he also wrote the the rambo later like when he was an old man rambo the one that was just called rambo that was also a, a pretty good performance even though the action was way over the top and ridiculous like he, the subtle performances when he's on the boat on the river like very good acting but I, again like i just think this movie started it to your point like it also started a i don't know that we have like i don't know that we have sports movies the way we have sports movies without this right like we had some prior to 1976 but they weren't like this like you don't have the level of montages and that feel good moments of like so I think he really started a trend with this movie and yeah, a lot the of music ways. overlays and the cutscenes, yeah. and also just more physical acting as well. And that being an art that's appreciated in a way that just wasn't like martial arts, for instance, but just transitioned to other areas. Yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't know if we, we could say that it doing this now, it makes him want to do like a, a month where we do like a versus between maybe Arnold and Stallone or some like one or two other people we come down and say, who is, who's our favorite who embodies mm. the the action hero in the best way possible that we love the most because they're never the greatest movies, but man, they're the ones that they're just so easy to turn on and turn, put back time and time again. And there's something to that. Sure. I can answer that question. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one that I should be able to name? The, the fighting one where he's in like... Bloodsport. 
Yeah. Bloodsport. I mean, I'm die. I uh, look, yeah, that's a great. There's, uh, yeah, I'm not going to let, look, I hate Jean-Claude Van Damme, but <laughs> here's the other, like, the other movie you that's can't terrible. can't hate on that one too long. No, you can't, because that's a great movie. movie. The other one that, like, I had a big thing for that, because, like, Stallone's got some terrible shit, like, over the top, but I'll watch over the top any day of the week. Like, what a fucking great movie, even though it's horrible. Like, it's so bad. But that's what I think I we, it. I feel like, listeners, you can chime in, but I'd love to, we take what we believe is the best one of each of them. And mm. like blood sport, we I guess we just did Rocky, but you do. We've already done two and two. I don't know, but it would be fun to, yeah. to stack, or we just do a podcast where we talk, talk about, about that topic because I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. Fucking jog club, Van Dam. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I don't know, dude. The Universal Soldier is pretty fucking good too. The first one, I, it's, anyway. Um, but back to Rocky. I had one more scene like that I think about a lot in this one and, and I it's not really a scene but the whole end of this movie so one of the things that I've always appreciated about it is all of these movies when I think about sporting movies and even starting in Rocky 2 you see it in Rocky 3 like there's like a, a trend that happens to where they lose or they realize they're going to lose or they get out of it because of a certain loophole and then they come back and they win right this is one of those movies that they don't win I mean, he wins, right? For what he's trying to do, he wins. He goes the distance. He puts up a fight. He makes Apollo Creed realize this guy's no joke. Like, the public are like, holy shit. But he doesn't win the fight, and I appreciate that. Like, because for all the feel-good we get out of these movies where this underdog comes and they win, and we're like, yes, I love that. It's not realistic. Let's just be honest about this shit. If this were real life, Rocky would get the living fuck beat out yeah, of him. Freaking Apollo Creed's got muscles coming out of his muscles. The dude, like, especially Stallone's like no, no lightweight. But dude, you take a punch on the chin from that guy, you're he's not getting up. Yeah, well, and like he's just not. This guy's, the, the, you know, Apollo Creed's been doing it for years now. He's got the best trainers. He knows, like, he's the best. Rocky's got five weeks of training, like formal training. The rest of the time hey, he's been he chasing chickens, right? chicken training. Come on, <laughs> and feeding turtles like a pro, beating, like up, beating up meat. Oh, those turtles, by the way, fun fact: those were Salone's turtles, and they're still alive today. Wow, that's cool. I did not know that. Now I want to see these fucking turtles. Uh, let um, me tell you the names really fast for our, for our listening audience. Their names are uh, Cuff and Link. Of course, they, of course they are. <laughs> Are you about to go, oh, of course, of, of course, course <laughs> of course they are. Of course, um, yeah, that's funny. But I have to do have to say that the actor that plays Apollo Creed, I should what 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 is it? Carl Weather. Oh, yeah, Carl Weather. What the fuck, Madison? I'm I'm pulling a JJ right now. Forgive yeah, me, JJ I can't make fun moments. of me because has nope. happens way too often to him. Absolutely. This movie needed, I'm glad they wrote and they needed someone that had, and they do this through the Rocky movies. Either they have the swag or they're just like a deadbeat Russian killer. And they, but <laughs> you need like Keith. this movie, because it was so real and down in the mud and the grit, like you needed the flash of Apollo to kind of give you the other side of it. And I appreciated that because I think if they went and just stayed too real to it, at some point I need a little bit of the movie veil to like, bring that side of the magic to me and i appreciate that and i thought car weathers played me 
I love him in the second one. I love the relationship they build further from that. And he's one of my favorite people um, in this movie. I just want to give him some justice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, without him, the first three Rocky movies just don't. I don't work. think it, I don't think Rocky goes to where it is. I just, especially no. like Rocky two and yeah, three to an extent, like it wouldn't be the same. I don't yeah. think so. Well, yeah. I mean, Rocky wouldn't even be around if it weren't for him in three, like it's fair. Cause he gets his ass whooped by Mr. T and, and freaking Mickey dies and spoilers, but I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> 1980s, JJ. It's not spoilers when it's 40 years ago. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Let's just um, never talk about number five. Never. No, it doesn't never. exist in my fucking Tommy gun. Jesus. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I'm with you. Carl Weathers is great. I always think about Chubbs too. Like, <laughs> I mean, fucking happy Gilmore. I love Carl Weathers though. He's great. I I think of him in Predator as well. Like just great, great actor all around. And he does add a lot to this movie, like that cocky attitude that but has the you know the skill to back it up and then you know has to bring that shit out at well, the Well they end. needed him because he it's clearly a, a better actor in my sure. opinion overall. And he can carry the swag and he you needed the words. And that type of, because that's not what Stallone's strength. He's just kind of like, oh, you know, played yeah. the dumb guy and did it well. But you needed someone that had that swag and the swab and the confidence to carry a lot of the dialogue forward in kind of some of those verbal sparring matches because it would have been uncompelling. Sure. Yeah. No. Overall, just, yeah. Great freaking movie. Um, I think that's all I had. You guys ready to rate it? Let's do it. Okay. I'm going to actually hit this with a shocker, okay? And I'm going to give this a four and a half, not a five. Here's why. I love this movie, and I think it's perfectly written. I think it's perfectly acted. But it is a little long. Like, there are moments in the middle, like, and I, I, I point directly to the scenes specifically between um, Adrian and Rocky and her brother, which I should remember his name, but I'm having an, I'm having a me moment right now. Um, I could tell you Burt Young's the actor, but I can't tell you. Yeah. Polly. We see it too many times in my opinion. Like there's maybe one or two many, one too many scenes with Polly, the three of them. Like we understand Polly's PTSD military, not a nice guy, but cares about people but has emotional and issues that are creating this asshole. We understand that Adrian's shy and needs to come out of her shell and Rocky's helping her do that. And Rocky's who Rocky is. And the three of them need each other. Right. But we, I think it's like four or five scenes where it's just the three of them replaying the awkward dynamic of the three of them before they figure it out. And I don't, I think you could have done away with one, maybe two of those scenes. And I will be honest, like there's a couple of them when I watch this on my own, like, and I didn't for this, cause I like to watch them all the way through and we talk about them, but typically I'll skip. Like I watched to Thanksgiving and then like, there's two scenes after Thanksgiving with the three of them that I skip past. Cause I'm like, eh, whatever. I know I, I don't need that. It doesn't add value the third and fourth time for me. So that's what makes it a four and a half instead of a five. I think if you cut those couple of scenes, to me, it's a five, but it's such nitpicky shit for me because it's it's about a two hour movie versus an hour and thirty five minute movie. That's the difference to me. Uh, but I don't think it adds value, which is important to me. 
where, and that's kind of where I talk about last week when we talked about uh, freaking the silence of the lambs. There's nothing that I could cut that doesn't add value, right? This one, I think you get the same movie without those couple of scenes, at least one. There's one between the final, like, throwing her ass out, I need a roommate, and, like, the do you need a roommate scene, and then, like, the Thanksgiving scene. There's one more in there that I'm like, eh, I don't need that. But, yeah, anyway. So that's me, four and a half. Because it was my choice I went first. Alec, you go, buddy. All right. Um, so I think I'm going to give it a five. Um, I like this movie. I think Sylvester Stallone does a really good job when he's pulling on your heartstrings, on your emotions. He's very good at drawing that emotion out of you and putting the dialogue in places for that to happen. You know, Mattson talked about the speech in this film. We kind of mentioned it in other stuff that he's done, Rambo and stuff like that, where he pulls on your heartstrings, gets your emotions involved with no dialogue. And then he hits you with the slam banger of a speech and it just makes you weep um, because it's that good. So I might give it a five. Rocky's always one that I'm going to sit down and watch. And I like it in the sense that it doesn't really matter where you start this movie. You can start Mm -hmm. it anywhere, any point throughout, and you can still have a great experience watching. Uh, So, yeah, it's five for me. Uh, Love it. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to beat a dead horse like Jay. Um, he stole my thunder. So I'm going <laughs> to plus one, plus one that the poly scenes for me at times, they're taxing. Having seen this movie so many times there, I actually do the same thing at times, Jay. I just skip parts of them because I've I've seen it. I know it. I get it. I don't need it like three or four times. The only other thing I'll say is at times like they get, I mean, they honestly get more outlandish as the series goes. The suspension of disbelief <laughs> during the fighting Uh, at times like i don't i don't care but i've seen other like what they get better about in some of these other the creed movies and some of these other movies that come after is they they make it like fighter for a warrior for instance like make it more believable and even the creed ones in my opinion it just feels like more realistic fighting rocky can only get knocked down so many times before the dude's gonna be brain dead on a on a stretcher kind of thing (laughs) like Sometimes it makes me chuckle. It's not a bad thing, but yeah, like it's not, I, I dock it slightly. That would probably be like a 0.25, but the poly thing gets me to 4.5. So it's an amazing movie. Like always going to watch it. One of the most iconic characters in all of cinema that you literally think is still alive today in Philadelphia and has won a championship, multiple championships, but you know, yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's true. I do laugh at the rock because that many headshots, direct headshots, clean headshots. Oh, the Soma ones, you're like, dude, dude you're they're all fucking like, dead. Like <laughs> it's yeah, I laugh. Like, yeah. And if not, not Rocky one, Rocky by Rocky Four, the dude has died and yeah. been resurrected. <laughs> For sure. Have For you sure. seen the dome on Rocky? Nothing's getting through <laughs> yeah, that. What makes sense with, with Adrian, how she's like, no more fighting, because she knew what we all knew. It's like, clearly, they don't show him after the fight walking around his house the next day, because he's not walking. He's yeah. literally sprawled on the floor, crawling, calling yeah. for his mom. It's terrible. Yeah, but I get it, too. Like, nobody wants to watch a bunch of punches get blocked in a movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they could have done it slightly more tastefully. I know it was the, the underdog mantra. That's he always he took the punches. He didn't necessarily dish them out as much, but you know it's fine. Yeah, Drocky. I love it. No, I'm with it. I'm here for it. All right. Well, there it is. Another high score for another AFI top 100. That's Rocky one. Um, 
Alec, tell everybody where they can find us. Happy to, JJ. So thank you for once again turning into our review of Rocky. Pugilism really hits its stride in this film. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, this is one of those up there with the greats, and for good reason. You know what I mean. If you made it to this point in the video, thank you. Leave us a like or a comment as it helps us grow. You know what I mean. Uh, shout out to our current patron, Guy Pierce's South Pole. We think you're great. You know what I mean. Uh, with that, I will send it back to the king of crash, the titan of terror, JJ. You know what I mean? That running gag shouldn't have been as funny as it was for me. Um, but it, it tickled my funny bone. And uh, with that, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Yo, Adrian, we did it. <laughs> I still love you, baby. Cinematic, yeah.